just left Tim Hortons with a coffee. Empty bladder. <laughs> Prior to the coffee stop was ice cream at... The littlest ice cream shop or something? The coolest the ice coolest, cream shop. Yeah. Is it the coolest littlest ice cream shop? I don't know. It's a long name, <laughs> but it was our second visit. It was so nice, we went twice. Actually, it was the only place we knew nearby where we were, isn't it? Yeah, and again, like that, you can park right across with bikes on the back and keep an eye on. It's convenient. It's excellent. So we had a bit of a different adventure today and personally I had quite low expectations. It's been a good day, I think. It's been a great day, I think. We're like all kinds of funny when you either have high expectations or lower your expectations or no expectations. What can happen? depending on which one you went into it with. That's true. Um, so I think today expectations were low to moderate. We were delightfully surprised. We were. So where were we today? Today we were at Hollage Tract. Which is part of the York Regional Forest. Yep. And little did Jessica know when she was researching accessible trails because of her leg issue. I was going to say that that's kind of how this all sort of came about, right? I uh, I'd, I'd looked on trail forks and seen York Regional Forest a few times because it's not far from the trails in Gormley and it's, uh, I guess it's not far from the trails in the Long Sioux and there's Durham mountain bike trails as well and Dagmar and all these places but then there's these three or four kind of hills on trail forks that I'd been looking at for over a year and I'd always thought probably not worth going because they're just green there's nothing else there so and I had never mentioned it and then Jessica did some research and yeah I was there. looking for somewhere that in fact, I'll tell you exactly what I punched into the old Google machine. It was accessible nature outdoor trails or something like that. Yeah, I think that's or, what you said. Like you'd wheelchair right. friendly outdoor nature trails, something like that. And this was the first one that came up and there was a good little review of it. So I kind of knew, because it is difficult to find information on accessible places particularly outdoorsy ones and it told me that it was like a short loop on hard packed gravel and fairly flat and um it did deliver all of those things i think i think yeah i think you're right went for a ride around the green trails thinking it will be i shrugged my shoulders then thinking it would be you know okay nothing special uh, two seconds after leaving the car, I snapped my dropper post cable. So, fortunately, I carry a couple of those suckers and uh, never, never had to change them probably for 10 years, but for some reason it snapped today. So, anyway, I replaced it, which is fine. So, I had a half an hour delay, but um, was up and running. Uh, anyway, got on the green trails 
actually had an issue where I talked to two or three people that were super friendly to me on the mountain bike, which was actually slowing my ride down, which is very unusual because normally people don't speak at all. So as soon as strange. we got to the car park, a nice yeah. man, you were getting just set up and a nice man stopped and said, do you need help with anything? Yeah, so, so that was different, but yeah, I rode these... I rode the green trails, uh, I got on the Oak Ridges Trail, which is the same trail that goes through the Long Sioux. I really like that trail and I'm going to investigate and see whether it's possible to ride the whole thing. But the green trails were a mixture of double track, like, you know, uh, wide gravel, one vehicle width, and then green single tracks that were excellent like flowing nothing scary um, I did find a few interesting things that required a little bit of attention like you know just some fairly steep descents or there's some trails with a little log across that you have to kind of hop over but if you were going to take a complete beginner riding or you just fancied doing a bit of a nature trail looking for mushrooms I would say this is an ideal place to go. And then if you cross the road and go, if you come out of the car park, cross the road, turn left, maybe half a mile up the road, no, not even that, quarter of a mile up the road, you can then enter another woodland, which is the same, it's all green, all part of the same York Regional Forest, but there's a lot of single track trails that are in there that are just a bit more interesting, a bit different, a couple of big ups and downs that, um, yeah, were quite fun, so. And did we learn that there are, like, four, five, or six of, like, trail centres all connected to this one? Yeah, I think there's, there's five or six pockets of woodland that all are kind of joined together but separate. Right. So, um, yeah, and it's been a... I think it's been a forest since uh, well, I'd read a sign earlier, but I think it's been a, like a forest network of forests since the 30s. So that's interesting. It's a long time. Yeah. 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 So lots of single track. Everybody I met was friendly. Not many people actually. I think you could spend a good half a day exploring all of the green trails across all of the little forests that are all linked together and have a, uh, like half, a... Half a day? My goodness, I would say we were there for like six hours today. Yeah, I mean, I did 10 miles today and I guess I only did two out of the six tracts and I didn't do all of the trails in... I did all the trails in the first one, but I didn't do all the trails in the second one, so... So, yeah, I would extend right. that to longer. Just to give an idea of how much is actually there. Quite a lot. Didn't you read something that said a hundred and something? Oh yeah, I did. Let me refresh that. Hundred and thirty kilometers or something? Um, one hundred and fifty kilometers of trail, including four that are accessible and available for cross-country skiing, walking, horseback riding, mountain biking, snowshoeing. So, it's one of those places where everybody seems to get along. And no hunting, I noticed. And no hunting, yeah, I saw that too. 
So, how did you get on? Because you and I met up a couple of times, but you were uh, having a wheel around. I did. I did have a wheel around that uh, that tracked the accessible part, anyways. And you know what? I had a lovely time. It was super peaceful, like you already mentioned. I mean, I don't even know if I saw. Even though there was a few cars in the car park, I really didn't see anyone when I was back there. So it was so nice and quiet, just me and the birds, and um, yeah, it was it was relatively flat. There was like one or two mini, 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 and I do mean tiny inclines. But let me tell you, they're quite challenging um, in the chair. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, I made it. Actually, I think I was stuck at one point when I saw you. I was stuck in the sand and I was about to get out of the chair and hop, push it. But Jamie, to the rescue, happened to be passing by and <laughs> wheeled me out of the... My tires were spinning. Um, yeah, you saw you do a little endo at one point. <laughs> the back wheel's off the ground. Um, so, yes, it was, it was a wonderfully accessible place. Um, can we go back to the car park, the parking lot, for one moment? Go for it, yeah. So, we did want to mention that these, I believe all of these car parks are free of charge, which is kind of hard to believe, but um, lovely, spacious. One thing, one downer though, unfortunately, no porta potty. Yeah. And at the minute, that's a bit of a key factor for me. Jamie had to half hold me up while squatting and... Um, There's a few uh, Tim Hortons that aren't too far away, I guess, but um, it, it's it's a shame as well because there's an education centre there. Honestly, I'd rather go in the bush. And an, and an outdoor classroom. So there's two sets of washrooms, but they're all closed because it's, it's a weekend, I guess, so... Yeah. Well, I guess I can't be complaining if the car parking lot's free. Um, maybe they just don't have the means. Maybe. Oh, yeah, maybe. Um, For, like, somebody maintaining it if, you know, they're just free lots. Yeah, and we only saw one warden all day, so... Yeah. So, anyways, um, just if anybody, if that's important to anybody... Um, maybe also on crutches or in a wheelchair. Uh, anyways, moving on. So yeah, I had a lovely little roll around. And it's good to know that there are four uh, trails that are accessible. Yeah, it is because we've realized that a lot of trails just aren't accessible, even in places you think they might be. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so... You restocked some of our wild edible ingredients yeah, or what in particular? I, I was seeing lots of the um, conifer trees that are my favorite for the for keeping in my pantry and drying and even toasting, I've mentioned. Um, so yeah, I saw a couple trees that were right close to the path. I could get out of my chair and just kind of stand on one leg and fill the bag. Um, so yes, I did restock our pine needle collection, and I saw 
very minimal, next to no mushrooms. I saw um, a couple of old, I believe, oysters, and I did find one little tiny bolette that I'm going to investigate later. He's such a little cutie, a youngster. Um, but I, yeah, I have no idea what kind he is, if he's edible or not, but uh, something new. And even though, you know, I'm at a good viewpoint of being a bit lower and going slow, I can't get back into multiple places. So there was once or twice that I would have liked to have investigated in there, but can't really take my sticks on the chair with me and it's hard to hop. I even thought, why did I not wear a shoe? Why am I wearing a flimsy flip-flop? Because trying to hippity-hop through the branches and pine needles and sinking and uh, wasn't particularly easy. To be fair, they did tell you don't wear a flip-flop right at the start. You've kind of worn nothing but a flip-flop <laughs> for the <laughs> entire fine, duration. But, so, uh, I they're suppose, easy to put on. You know, I had a bit more luck like on the... Flop as I <laughs> hop. I had a bit more luck like on the mushroom front. Jamie brought home the bacon today. So I did one sort of ride and then went to the second woodland and actually had more or less finished was on my way back and then I spotted this kind of golden coloured shelf mushroom that's a bit like a turkey tail so quite brittle and hard. The kind that, and I'm not saying you should do this, but the kind that gets kind of ground up and you know, made into a medicinal powder, so, but I unusually for me stopped properly and thought I'll take a picture because it looks good, <laughs> even though I'm being eaten alive by the mosquitoes, and then when I walked up to the log to take the picture, I put my hand down to lean on it and noticed that the whole of the other side was full of lung oysters. Wow, um, and they were beautiful, like, primo. Perfect condition, perfect timing. So no knife, no bag apart from my riding backpack. So I filled it to the brim and then went back to where the car park was. Can I just say also, you did a fantastic job of not squishing any of them. I know, I tried. Yeah, I could tell that you tried. <laughs> um, so yeah, rode back to the car park, deposited them on the car bonnet so that we could sort three of them and then we made a start, or Jessica carried on. I went back again and filled my, or filled another backpack a <laughs> uh, second time, and then came back and then we cleaned them in the sun on the bonnet, which was quite a pleasant place to do some it was, cleaning. Yeah, the sun was blasting down. It was almost one of the nicest parts of the day in a way. I mean, it's been gorgeous all day, but. Um, but it was just a nice temperature. The parking lot was even quieter. And yeah, it was kind of just us doing our thing there. And they were a little bit on the wet side, like, which wasn't a problem, but it kind of gave them a chance to dry a tiny bit in the sunshine there. And um, now they are all lined, <laughs> lined up and tucked in in the back seat. And I wonder if we should have like put a seat belt on them or something. Maybe. So, do you want to talk about that? Because you tend to do the majority of the mushroom cleaning. I mean, I will do it, but you tend to get in there before I do, at home, I mean. Um, it was a bit of a 
it's a bit of a pleasant experience doing it on the car this time because we don't have to do it when we get home, right? Yes, it is going to be super pleasant to walk into the house and not have that step to do because it, it literally, I mean, for the amount of m mushrooms that you collected today, I would say that we were cleaning for well over an hour. Yeah, I would say so. Um, and that was two of us. Yeah. Um, so, your future self will thank you. It is, it is pleasant to, and today was a pleasant day, so it was just, it was really nice to do outside where you can just brush the dust off right out into the air. There's no, no extra cleanup there, especially, you know, that we had multiple slugs hanging out in them <laughs> and other little bugs. You know, you don't have to, like, take that stuff into your home and deal with it. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about the process you follow as well because we we've tried a few things but you sort of have perfected the what process the cleanup process is how you cleaning them yeah like your the brush and the oh well i guess every mushroom could be a little bit different um so these were as jamie said lung oysters so there was quite a few um clusters or flushes i guess you might call them um, with like even bark and moss still attached to them and so I was I kind of got a bit of an order going where rather than cutting the bark and the moss off first and then potentially breaking apart the cluster and then having all these little itty bitty pieces to um, deal with or not itty bitty but multiple things to handle I kind of held the cluster left the bark intact and started with either the cap or the gills and um, ran a little brush down them lengthwise on each side and then I uh, the last thing that I did was cut the bark and the moss and just you know hacked a bit off of the, the stem or where you plucked it from the log. Yeah and I, in an ideal world you would carefully trim each one and carefully put it into a bag whilst brushing the stuff off at collection point. However, the problem is that generally, particularly on a day like today, there are probably a hundred mosquitoes around me. Yeah. And even if you don't get bitten very often, it's really unpleasant. They get in your ears, up your nose. And you're hot and sweaty. So and my view is you have to operate fairly quickly um, so I it's the less of the two evils and the fact that you could put them all out on the bonnet of the car and actually you know clean them all off and do it all properly uh, was great to be honest it was quite nice we had tea and watermelon um, and it was like a good amount of space like you said on the bonnet of the car yeah, the, I said the hood, the hood. Um, yeah, so that was pleasant for sure, and I'm definitely looking forward to not having that one or two hour task at home, because then you've got the cleanup of the cleanup to deal with also, yeah. so we did eliminate one mini step. Although I do need a rain shower, because there's the remnants still on the bonnet, I know, they'd have blown like off, but they haven't. I know, slime and... Oh well. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um... Yeah, anything else to add? Well, I did just want to add, um, I had another, well, we had a, we had some just great interactions today also. Um, 
I met another couple in the parking lot who were super lovely and delightful and um, and they were also mushroom hunting and I won't share what they found because I don't feel like it's my place um, but it was just nice to meet a fellow hunter and that they were successful today and um, you know maybe a future mini foray together who knows Maybe we can get her on the podcast. Maybe we can get them on the podcast. Yeah, you never know. But it was just really nice to exchange some information and uh, and have a nice chat. And you met a nice dog man that we were also a bit interested in some things that he had to say. Yeah, I, yeah it was... Uh... It was the right amount of people and no people and... Just, I guess we were just really pleasantly surprised today with what we thought was maybe just going to be a bit blah, and it was quite great. Yeah, impressed, definitely. And, and, and On all fronts, really. And actually, I would, um, I would go back and ride there again happily. Like, it's, it's not. Um, there's nothing blue, you know, or scary, or but it's, it's a nice place to go for a pleasant ride and there's enough things to keep it interesting from a mountain bike point of view. And you were saying that this will be maybe a great place for us to go when I can finally get back on a bike again. It might be a good place to start. Yeah, I think anybody kind of coming back from injury it would be a good place to ride if you are riding with young kids and you you know you want to go somewhere where they can just tear about it would be a good place to go and if you've got a complete beginner i think it would be an excellent place to start um yeah that's what i think yeah yeah so all around um jackpot today on really like with the edibles and everything yeah it's been a good day a full day it's now seven o'clock and we're just edging our way back into the city so yep with a back seat full of lung oysters. With the mother load. Uh, maybe check out the website. There's some more edible recipes up there. Yeah, I've been trying to get out a few. Um, and a few more to come, for sure. We working on. have a bit of merchandise. Oh, yeah, we do. <laughs> um, so maybe have a look at that if you want to click the link on the website. And five-star reviews, please. Don't bother with anything any less. Um, One thing I was going to say is I've got a bit of, a tiny bit of equipment testing to do, um, which I will probably just write on the website under something like equipment review. I probably won't record it, but I've got some gloves and some other things to test, so I will write about those and I might mention it on the next podcast but I uh, they're in the drawer at the moment I need to I was going to say get to grips with it which is great as they're gloves and they didn't even plan it so yeah there you go well then until next time get lost